right, everyone, welcome back. This is Mental Health in the Academy. I'm Carlos, I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. This is where we talk about all things that pertain to mental health for everyone who lives in the university, students, staff, administrators, and of course, faculty. I am here today with, oh, before we introduce our speaker, this is also a collaboration with the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Scholarship that's directed by Dr. Kathy Box. I'm excited about today's conversation. I'm here with my friend and my colleague, Dr. Dane Eggleston. He is a full-time clinician at the Covenant Counseling Center, and he has taught for LCU for the past five years. Five years yeah. for a while now. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so, and and so, I feel like this is a great combination: being a full-time clinician and being a part of the academy as well. Yeah. So thanks for being here, Dane. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm really, I'm really excited about this. So Dane and I are going to talk specifically today about fatherhood slash work-life balance in the university, uh, in the academic setting. And so I'm really excited about this. Uh, I'm going to see, I'm, I'm happy to see where this conversation goes, but a couple of prefaces, I'll do mine and you can do yours, Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been talking to my wife about this quite a bit because she is an academic and, mm-hmm. and she is a part of this conversation too. Yeah. But the the conversation of fatherhood, I think, is also a part of, I don't know, being a spouse. Yeah. Being, being a husband, being a father. And so the woman's experience is just as important as the, the, the male experience mm-hmm, in this sure. conversation. Yeah. So that's one of my preferences. What do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, of course this, this whole conversation is not a, uh, the goal is to not minimize the, the female experience totally. with, with parenting and with working and, and balancing those. Um, but I feel like both of us being, um, being men, having, having careers as clinicians and as, as faculty, uh, in different capacities, I feel like it, it, it just, it lended itself all to that, to that sure. conversation because of our experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and another preface of mine, uh, speaking of experiences is that I consider myself a feminist. Mm-hmm. And so what that means for me, if I'm, if I'm talking about being a father, I try to be as, as balanced as, mm-hmm. um, uh, I try to, tr- I try to treat my wife with the most equal amount of time and, and, and space and energy. And I try to treat both of us equally. And so whatever, like, for example, today we're splitting a work day. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm working the first half of the day and she's working the second half of the day. And so I treat childcare as, as equally, uh, with, with time, energy, and space as, as, as she does. And so I, and, and, and in being a feminist, I recognize that women have been, um, traditionally marginalized and oppressed, mm-hmm. not just by the academy, but by society in general. And that's my, that's my own philosophy. That's my own mm-hmm. experience. That's another preface to this conversation. Um, how do you feel about that? How fair do you think that is? No, I, I mean, I agree. I think, uh, a lot of those issues with women being marginalized at times, uh, they're there. I mean, and, and it's, it's an important thing to bring up. Uh, it's because those issues have existed for a long time. I think yeah. we're starting to see some, some really good change, uh, in the past, um, especially past 10, 15 years, I feel like. Sure. Um, and I think that there's more progress being made moving forward. And I totally agree, of course. I mean, I, I approach life with my own wife the same way where 
I don't necessarily think that there's things I shouldn't do because I'm a guy, right? Yeah, um, it's yeah. Just do what you need to do, and I'm, I'm willing to be flexible with that, and sure. she is too. So Sure, yeah. And you're right. There have been a lot of advances as far as treating people equally. It's not mm-hmm. perfect yet, right? but it's headed in the right, in the right direction, I yeah. think it is. Um, and conversations like this, I think, will just help with oh, that totally, yes. moving forward. Exactly, exactly. Uh, last preface here before we get into our little outline. I have a little outline in front of me. Last preface, um, we're both therapists. Right. And, and we're both uh, not just therapists, we're, we're marriage and family therapists. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like our training gives us a little bit of, I don't know, um, gosh, I don't, I don't even know how to say this. Our, our training gives us a little bit more of a, of, of a perspective, a different perspective yeah. about marriage and family life than other, other trainings would, would give. Right. And so I'm not saying ours is better, mm-hmm. but it is different because we're both marriage and family therapists. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I think I agree. It's not, not better, but it's our background, our education, our experience. I think we've, we've both worked with a lot of individuals and couples and, and families. And, and I think that gives us a other, perspectives that we can also include based off of the people that we've worked. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it, it makes me realize a lot of the things that I, that I do have. And and sometimes it, it puts things in perspective and it makes me realize that some of the things that I think are problems in my life really aren't that significant compared to some of the things that I've seen people go through. Um, and, and again, like you said, it's not comparing suffering, but it's, 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 pointing out the reality that our perspective on life, um, we often get reminded of what's important yeah. and yeah. what's, what's good and what we have, yeah. you know? So, yeah, that's good. Um, th- so I'm going to use that as a transition. Do you have any more prefaces? No, I think that's good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I think our training does give us a certain perspective about, uh, appreciating life, appreciating relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that as a segue because I want to start our conversation about fatherhood in the academy, if we're talking about the university life, mm-hmm. and and you and I kind of were, were brainstorming about this uh, last week, that yeah, not just I mean yes, the academy itself, but workplaces in general tend to be stressful, yeah, anxious. They mm-hmm. they they tend to produce uh, 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 emotions of like panic and and uncertainty, mm-hmm. and and people are overworked, and that bleeds or spills into into life, into relationships and stuff like that. How do you think the experience, you being a father, because you have your, when y'all are due soon, right? Yeah. At the end of June. June. Yeah. 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 So that'll be your second. That'll be our second. And so you've, and so you've gone through teaching in the academy. You've gone through being a clinician. You've gone through sleepless nights at the same time. Yeah. And and grading papers and all that kind of stuff that comes with it. Right. Talk about your experience or, or your thoughts about that kind of balance where work creates these things that are sometimes easier than others and and how that can potentially spill into you being a father. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So to make sure I'm hearing you right, essentially, how does work and and everything that we balance, how does that impact fatherhood and vice versa? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, when my first da- when my first daughter was born, uh, which is weird to say in itself, right? My first daughter. <laughs> um, when she was born, it was right in the middle of my 
dissertation. Oh and, gosh. Yeah. yeah. And so it was also two months before COVID hit. So it was, it was yeah. a really strange time. Um, so when COVID hit and everything was shut down, that was, my daughter was two months old. And I, so I still had my dissertation. I was still teaching wow. at LCU. Uh, I started my private practice. Right. So I, I was balancing a lot. And um, so it was hard because I, I was trying to navigate how do I do this research? How do I be a parent uh, and and be heavily involved knowing that like this is hard for my wife too, yeah, right? Because yeah. I, I felt like I had to be aware of what was going on for her. I, I, you know, my, Mike Harden gave me advice a long time ago where he said, if, if your PhD ever becomes an issue for your marriage, then it's not worth losing your marriage over yeah, right yeah. it's essentially a reminder that yeah. your marriage still has to come first or you still have to prioritize that and that, that's something that's always stuck with me and so throughout my time doing my dissertation I would always prioritize my spouse first and not everyone can do it like this or, or should do it like this but for me that would often mean that I was staying up late and, yeah. and when I when my wife was up we would spend time together and we would spend time with our daughter and after she went to sleep, after they both went to sleep, that's when I would work. Yeah, yeah. And that was such a stressful time. <clears throat> and that, that was kind of the exception, right? That's certainly not something that it could have maintained forever. But but for me, that was that was important. Since then, um, I've tried to stress, continue to do some research, continue to do therapy. And it's been hard to balance it all. I think organization obviously is crucial. Yeah. Um, but I think... Every day I try to make an effort to at least spend some time playing with my daughter. I try to emphasize that, right? And every day I try to spend a little bit of time with my, my wife, even if that means that we're both tired and we're just watching TV, but we're doing something together, yeah, right? Yeah. Sometimes we try to be more intentional. Like last night we went to dinner cool. and that was something that we were able to do. We made time for it. We planned ahead. But I think finding time, a little bit of time for everything, even if it's not always a lot, but it's, it's more about, I, I try to focus more on quality over quantity. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I want the time that I'm going to be focused on you to be solely yeah. with you. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be doing other things. And does that make sense? It does. It doesn't make sense. And there's, there's a certain, there's a, there's a certain, um, uh, intention to that. There's a certain, uh, uh, yeah. Intention is probably the best word I can think of because there you are on purpose saying this is going to take priority right now. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and that's going to be my wife, my daughter, my family. And when, when I have time, even though it's, even though I'm up late and losing sleep, then I'll get to writing my dissertation right. or whatever. It was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How, how easy or hard was that for mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was difficult for sure. Uh, and there, there was, there were several nights, a lot of nights where I, I ended up falling asleep and didn't get a whole lot done. Yeah. Like I would wake up and I would I would be sitting with my laptop open, <laughs> and I, yeah. sometimes I would have made a I would have made a little progress, and other times I did nothing. Yeah. And I was like, all right, why? Well, I, I, obviously tonight's not the night. Yeah. Um. But that was with my dissertation, so I felt like there was more flexibility. I think in in academia in general, sometimes we can't always do that. Sometimes we're yeah. rushing to grade things. Like so, with the end of the semester, I was pretty behind on grading. And so I had to stay up a couple yeah, of nights yeah, and, yeah. and I was up till one night I was up till two, right? Oh gosh, just, yeah. just really catching up on grading because I, um, 
and, and doing other things that I, I needed to catch up on. And that's hard because my wife had, you know, she was tired. She was, she's, she's far along in her pregnancy. So I was trying to help take care of her. And, and all, that was also during a season where my daughter wasn't sleeping well. Cause we moved her from a crib to a, oh, yeah, to a yeah, bed yeah. and uh, to, to a twin size bed. And so I already was losing sleep, but I felt like I, I had to get this done. There's that deadline. Yeah. And so I felt a lot more pressure and that, that was difficult. Um, and I felt overwhelmed at times, but it, I also think that for me, self-care is also sometimes spending time with my, my wife, yeah. spending time with yeah. my daughter. And so, uh, I try to be intentional about that and I would still prioritize. I, I had the same approach where I wasn't going to start working until after they went to sleep. Yeah. And that was harder yeah. for me physically, but I also felt more energized because I sure. spent time with yeah. my family. Yeah. And you know, as, as you're saying all this, like I, I am, I can't imagine women who go through this, who go mm-hmm. through childbirth. Right. And, and like, I, if I put a woman in that situation, like a woman is about to give birth to a child yeah. as she's finishing her dissertation. Oh gosh. I can't imagine. That is, and, and, and I, I don't, that's a, I, I don't, I don't want to ignore the woman's experience there because I think that's a, such an, a, such an important part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how many women they, that happens to them and they have right. to put off their dissertation. They have to put off yeah. their PhD. Right. Because they have have a child, and yeah. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. Right. But I wonder how many women experience that, and and that's why I asked how easy or hard that was for you. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine, well, I'm speaking for myself here. I I tend to internalize a lot of pressure. Yeah. In the academy itself, and so I I feel anxious or stress out or something if I put things off. Right. I do it intentionally. I go home and I don't check my email and, right. it, and it's done. Yeah. I do it intentionally, but it is still, uh, it, it is a constant battle to, to ward off that stress and that yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, and maybe, and I'm, I'm being 100% open-minded here. I'm trying to be because maybe that is harder for other people, especially for women mm-hmm. who feel more pressure to advance in the ranks and, and, and all that. Uh, and maybe my male privilege, whatever that might be, makes it a little bit easier for me to, to ward off that stress. Does that make sense? Am mm-hmm. I making sense about that? Yeah. So that's why I asked how easy or hard that was for you, but I hear you saying it was pretty hard. Yeah. Like just balancing all that mm-hmm. was, it was pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was difficult for me, but it, it was also stuff that I knew had to get done. Sure. Yeah. But I think you're right in acknowledging that for for women, especially like like with raising kids and when they're pregnant. I mean, yeah. and preg- pregnancy is especially because that's something that guys. I mean, physically we don't yeah. Yeah. we we can't experience yeah. that. And so it. Um, I mean, I so my my wife is a kindergarten teacher, and that's obviously different in from you know a faculty position position because she doesn't have to do. Um, like research necessarily sure. or like yeah. she's not doing therapy, but she, her job in my mind requires a lot more energy in the oh, moment. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. She's yeah. chasing around 20 kindergartners. Gosh, I can't imagine a bunch of five-year-olds running around. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's exhausting. And every single day she, she gets home and she's, she's wiped. And, oh, yeah. and there's times where, um, especially being so far along, cause today, as of now, she's 34 weeks. Wow. In her pregnancy. Wow. And so, so every day she gets home and she's exhausted. And, and so I'm very willing to let her rest, let her do what she needs to. And I'll play more with my daughter. And I enjoy that anyway, but, 
but I also know that I need to be aware of my my own emotions and I can't ever feel like well like why am I doing all this and you're you're just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I have to yeah. remember like well you're also 34 weeks pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Emotionally, physically, mentally, I I can never imagine not fully what that's really like for her. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. to be to be that far along in her pregnancy and have to still go to work every day and have to do do her job and do it well. Um, I can't, I can't, can't imagine no, what can't that would imagine. be like, yeah. you know? So I, so that means for me, I'm, I'm, I, I try to do my best to, to pick up the slack, whatever that looks like. And I don't always do it perfectly. Yeah. There's times where I've, I've gotten upset and then I have to remind myself like, okay, but what's, what's the situation? What does this call for? Yeah. And I, I don't always do it perfectly, yeah. but I, I do what I can. And, and I think there's something to say about that. I mean, we try our hardest to, right. to, to see the, I don't want to call it imbalance, but the, the potential for imbalance or, mm-hmm. or, or even the empathetic state of you're exhausted. I need to do more for you or something yeah. like that. I think there's something to say about that. What do you think about, I'm going to jump around here. Yeah, please. What do you think about the narrative of success for, for men specifically? Uh, yes, in the academy, but just, just at large, the, the narrative of success for for men specifically fathers mm-hmm. in the academy what do you think about i have several thoughts about that what do you think about that mm-hmm. so when you say the narrative for success i want to make sure i'm hearing you right so essentially like when it comes to how we view success when it comes to parenting mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and yeah working in the academy yeah, yeah you know i think for guys there's there's a lot of times there's less pressure to to be successful as a parent i think if you're successful a lot of times academically People are willing for guys, especially to kind of, uh, will give guys a little bit more room to mess up mm-hmm, as a parent. Mm-hmm. But for women, I, I think there's a lot more pressure yeah, sometimes yeah, to, yeah, to be good at at everything. I think so too, right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, for guys, though, I, because of that, there's not always it's not always emphasized as much um, to be a good parent. Mm-hmm. But then we there's also research that talks about you know, how losing a, or not having a father present either emotionally, know, physically, yeah. how that impacts kids. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a huge need for it. Yeah. And yet we're also willing to cut guys more, uh, or we'll, we'll give guys more room to, to mess up or to not be there as yeah. a parent a lot yeah. of times. Uh, and that's a problem, right? And so I, I do think that it's important to, to realize that the narrative that we talk about for success needs to be one where we we either empathize with all sides mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and give grace that's good yeah uh, but at the, also at the same time we also need to point out that you need to do your job whether yeah. that means being a better father being a better parent a better mother being a better clinician yeah. faculty yeah. whatever that yeah. looks like right but it's so it's trying to find that balance right yeah. like how can we find the balance of uh and i don't i don't know if you have an answer to this maybe this is more rhetorical but how do we find the balance of giving people grace where it's needed, but mm-hmm. also being able to point out, you also have a responsibility to yeah, do well yeah. here. Right. Yeah. And finding that balance, I think can be hard sometimes. It, I think it is hard. And especially again, I'm, I'm going back to our training. I think we view marriages and relationships a little bit differently than, than the average person because yeah. of our, of our background. And so yeah. I think giving grace for, for, and so I'm speaking as, as a chair of a department, if, if someone came up to me and said, Hey, I need to take a few days off. I'm my, daughter is sick, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I I am I feel like I'm very quick to understand that situation mm-hmm. and to be and to be mindful and even to help out and say what can I do to pick up some slack something like that. Yeah. But that's me and that's my and that's probably because of my background my training. I don't know how cuz that's a big question because I think that's like an infrastructure question like how does the academy change its infrastructure so that we can offer more grace to parents and and still balance, hey, we need to do your job. Right. But we understand that you're a parent in, in XYZ. That's a big, that's a really big question. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't have a, a straight answer to that because I can only speak to my experience and and what I would do for people in in the department. Right. Um, that's a that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. That that is. And especially if we're talking about fathers. Right. You know, I'm thinking about well, let me think about this for a second. Yeah. I'm thinking about the fathers that have come through the department and there's only been a few, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe four, including you and me. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about the times where fathers have had to, uh, stay home because of children or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not very often. Yeah. Not very often. So do you think guys feel more pressure to be at work? regardless of what's happening at home. And I wonder if that's a narrative that, that men internalize that, yeah. that they have to be at work. They have to, or, or, or whatever. Right. Um, uh, and, and so maybe, I mean, I can see how that can be uh, the thing for the men that I've been thinking about. Um, but I know I've, when, when Noah was born, he was born in uh, August 11 and I took the first week off yeah. of classes mm-hmm. and I think Andy stepped in for me a couple of times. So did Leilani. And so people, people helped out. Right. But the, but I'm thinking about women who have said, I have this child thing. I have this child thing mm-hmm. that outweighs. Yeah. How many, how often men have said I have this child thing. Mm-hmm. And of course there's been more women in the department too. So there's, right. there's that. Right. Um, but I'm thinking, so yeah, maybe I, I wonder how, how strong the narrative of men working right plays into that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it does. I think that there is a, a narrative or maybe a pressure to, for guys to, to take, to focus more on work yeah. re- regardless of family life, regardless of like, so as an example, so when my daughter's born at the end of June, I'm going to be able to take four weeks off awesome. for parental leave. And, but when I've told people that people are surprised that I'm able to do that. And oh, yeah. fortunately I work at a place where they're, they're flexible enough to, to do that. But, but the idea of paternity leave is really odd to people. Yeah, yeah. And cause we, we feel like, well, it's not, it may not be necessary because so physically I'm not going to be, be able to be there for, my daughter, the same way that my wife will, obviously, like I can't physically, I can't breastfeed. I can't do yeah, all of that. I'm yeah. not recovering from yeah. a delivery. Yeah, right. Yeah. So of course my wife has it, has it harder in that way. And, but I think that time gives me the flexibility to be there for her and for my older daughter and for my new daughter as well. And it's not my wife doing it all on her own. Right. And so that's why that's so meaningful to me that I'm able to have the four weeks off where I can, I can be home, but I didn't feel that pressure the first time. I think I felt more pressure to, to be back at work. And yeah. so when yeah. I had my first daughter, I only stopped seeing clients for a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I went to just like you yeah. Yeah. just a week yeah. off. Yeah. 
And so I went back to work and um, I was exhausted. I was seeing clients and I was I was drowsy during sessions. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. I mean, ethically, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. Obviously, if, if I'm if I if I can't mentally be there the way I need yeah. to be. Um, but at the same time, I felt pressured. I got to go back to work. Yeah. I got to go back to work. And yeah. I don't I don't know. That's a problem. I felt that pressure, too. Uh, gosh, that semester when Noah was born, that was such a blur. I don't even remember that semester. <laughs> gosh, and, yeah. and he was not a good sleeper. And so we yeah. were up a lot. And yeah. so I was exhausted. Um, but yeah, I don't remember that semester. Yeah. But I felt that pressure to come back. I, I right. did. I did. Um, and I think I think my wife did too. But she she took the entire semester. I think she taught online. Okay. But she she wasn't in the classroom that semester, the entire yeah. semester. And I was, and I was a zombie. Gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that pressure too. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I'm kind of being uh, ref, self-reflective here because I wonder how often I give into that pressure, like not, not on purpose, like subconsciously, because mm-hmm. that narrative is inside me too. Right. Uh, and I, I imagine more often than not, I give into that. Yeah. I, I imagine I do like, yeah, because sometimes I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I should go to the office. I don't have to, mm-hmm. but I'm up here anyways. And just right. to be here. And when I could be at home or, 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 or yeah, or balancing my life with, with my family. So yeah, I give into that pressure more often than not. And mm-hmm. I need to, I need to think about that and, and be mindful of how, how often I do that. Right. Um, go ahead. Well, no, no, you can finish your thought. I just, um, uh, I just think it's it's just interesting to think about where our priorities lie depending yeah. on the situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So, so for just for a second here, mm-hmm. so would you call it a struggle to balance fatherhood and and work, fatherhood and the academy? Would you? Mm-hmm. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, how would you label that balancing act? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a good question. I think for me right now, at this moment, it's not too bad yep. because things have we've become uh, more stable. I guess where okay. my my older daughter, she's two, she's she's sleeping better now. I go to work, I come home. It's pretty steady, right? I feel like once my my second daughter is born, it'll go back to being much more difficult, yeah. obviously, yeah. and finding that balance will will be hard for a while. Uh, so I, I feel like the, the season of life that you're in, yeah. that, that, that's a big part of it. Totally. Right. Uh, I imagine that with having one daughter at home who is sleeping well, who's, who's doing what she needs to, for the most part, when we have, uh, help, like as far as babysitters go, if we need one, we're pretty fortunate in that. Yeah. So it, yeah. right now it's on a struggle because we have support, um, we have one kid, whereas I feel like for some people who maybe have several children if they have two three four kids in different phases of life maybe they don't always have the support yeah goodness you know maybe they don't always have family here because i'm fortunate where i've i have family here my wife has family here and that family support is huge and that that helps right but for some people who don't always have that family support that makes it so much harder and and so i for me at this moment i wouldn't call it a struggle but I think that there's definitely times where it can be. Mm-hmm. And for some people who are, again, in different situations than me, I, mm-hmm. I I think it can be a lot more difficult. And I see clients who who have less support and they talk about how hard it is for them to go to work and then pick up 
multiple kids from school oh, and then get yeah. home and fix dinner. And some kids are arguing about, well, I don't want to eat that. But oh, gosh, like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, when you get into the nuance of it and the different situations that people can go through. And again, I'm, I'm thinking of several clients that I have who, who have situations like that. I think it, the balance can be incredibly difficult and there's not always an easy solution, especially for single parents. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I can't having someone to support me through that, having my wife and she has me, right. We're mm-hmm. able to support each other in those times. And and for you, and I know you can relate to yeah, that, but yeah. for single parents, it's, mm. I think it's, it's a constant go, go, go. Mm. And you never get a break. Never. Yeah. And, and that's, so yeah, I want to be mindful of all types of relationships here too. Single parents, um, even, even homosexual couples. Like I want to be mm-hmm. mindful if, if anyone has children and they're balancing work in life, I, I, I would hope this conversation applies to anyone, yeah. not just fathers because, right. because yeah, I mean, I think balancing a, a household, balancing your relationship with your partner, your spouse on top of the pressures of going to work and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's, that's all a juggling act, right? No matter what kind of relationship. So I don't want to exclude anyone. I should have prefaced that earlier too. No, you're good. I mean, I think it, well, cause I think your question was focused on my experience, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. right now I'm pretty fortunate, yeah, right? Yeah. But it, there's so many people who, who don't have support the yeah. same way in the same way. And, um, and that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. It, does. it really does. So how do you think, let me see here. I'm looking at my notes here. I seen the ground that we've covered. So yeah. So for, for me, I would, you're right. I agree. It, it depends on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right now, my wife and I are splitting days because we don't have full-time childcare. Yeah. And so that makes it a little bit difficult. It kind of goes back to the COVID times where we were locked down. We're, we're doing everything online. So we had to split days. That's a hard, that, that's a difficult juggle. Yeah, uh, it is. And you know what? Even in those, like today, I'm working four hours and she's going to work four hours, four or five hours. And I feel an extreme amount of pressure to squeeze as much as I can yeah. into four hours. Get as much done during that time. And so it's a little bit stressful. And so it's, we've done it before. We know we can do it, but it's sometimes it's not easy. Luckily yeah. it's a little bit slower right now because it's summertime. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. It's, it can be a challenge and it's stressful for me and it is for, for Allie too. I know that. Um, so we're in a, the balancing act right now is not super easy, but it's not the most difficult it's been before. Yeah. Yeah. So it, but I, I do think, again, this is about mental health, right? If, if people are balancing this, I, I do think it has the potential to influence our mental health, mm-hmm. our anxiety, our stress, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right. What do you think? So let's talk about some how to's like, what, what do people, how do you, how do you do this? How do how do you help people? How do we, how does this conversation help people in balancing all this work, life, fatherhood, all that? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, so I think there's that there's several things that people can do. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is one finding support if you don't have any. Yeah, that's right. Huge. And so yeah. a lot of times, I think people have trouble asking for help. So again, I'm, I'm thinking of one client specifically who who is a single parent has has uh, multiple children, and we talk a lot about sometimes it's it's okay to ask for help. It's yeah. okay to ask for support. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we feel like, I, I don't want to have to ask for support. It's not other people's obligation. It's mine. But if you're carrying the weight of the world, 
how are you supposed to take care of your kids? Exactly. Right. Yeah. How are you yeah. supposed to do that for them too? And so I think asking for support, even with something as small as, hey, can you help with pickup? Totally. Like from school. Yeah, totally. Right? Um, or finding a babysitter to watch your kids so that you can have a night out with friends or, to, or just to yourself to relax, right? Like trying to do those things mm-hmm. to, to find balance so that you don't experience burnout mm-hmm. um, either as a parent or, or as, a, as a faculty in the academy. You know, I think, I think finding support and, and being willing to express your needs yes. to people that you trust yes. yeah. is huge, right? Yeah. Um, but I was thinking another part of it is is organization and, and trying to be on top of sure. of organizing things properly and prioritizing what you need and also being willing to say no. Sometimes That's it's huge. Say, saying no that is, is huge. huge. Yeah. 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 Being willing to say no to things and and if if there's something that you you feel like you should do but you don't have to, maybe that means that you don't do yeah. it. Yeah. And maybe you wait until another season when things have settled down to do that. There's nothing wrong with saying no. Right. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, I say no quite often. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, there, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. absolutely huge. Along those lines, because uh, you're saying reach out for support, I think, and this is speaking from from my perspective, I I want people to to come up to me and say, hey, look, I need help with this. Yeah. I'm overloaded with this. Mm-hmm. Can can we let go of this? I want that kind of stuff. Right. And so and so if people are struggling, if their if, the, if their balance is difficult, then yeah, reach out to people, reach mm-hmm. out to your to your supervisors, to your chairs. I, I think we need to have more of that. Yeah, we absolutely do. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, who was I talking to? Oh gosh, who was it? But whoever it was, they were saying how they want to make. Oh, I remember who it was. I'll tell you later. Uh, it's not it's not important to this conversation. But they were saying how they want to make mental health a normal conversation in the yeah. academy. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. if you're going through a divorce, whatever, they want to make mental health a, a normal, common conversation. Right. And so reaching out to help, I think, should be, sh- people shouldn't be afraid of that. Right. They, they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I, I tell students a lot of times, I don't, I can't do anything if you don't communicate exactly. with me. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah. but for the students who, who come to me and they say, look, I'm going through a hard time. My wife is going through this or uh, my family's going through this. I'm much more willing to give them grace. Totally. But if people don't come to me, if students don't come to me, I can't do anything. Yeah. And so my assumption, if you don't come to me is, so you just don't care. Yep. And may- maybe that's on me too. Maybe I shouldn't assume the negative, but I can only do so much yeah. if, if people don't communicate. Yeah. But if, but I've given students and I tend to be, um, maybe too graceful at times, but I've given students a ton of grace yeah. if, if they're going through a personal situation. Oh, yeah. And in, in my mind, as long as you do the work, I don't care when you do it again, as long as you're communicating yes. with me and letting yeah. me know what's going on. Yeah. Not that you have to tell me everything, but tell me you're going through a situation and I'll work with you. Yeah, exactly. I had a student who who had a baby middle of semester and, and she said something like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a baby. I'll, I'll, I'm having a baby next week. I'll try and turn this paper the week after. I was like, no, yeah, just, just rest. Whenever you get to it, you get to it. Like, right. don't, don't pressure yourself to turn in assignments because yeah, uh, I have another student who is a father and, and he's asked me several times, can I leave early? Cause I'm picking up my son. Can mm-hmm. I have, of course, totally. I mean, uh, yeah. If people reach out to us, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Yeah. And I, I've always emphasized to students too, like get to know your professors. Yeah. So when, when I taught the the uni class 
several times, I would always emphasize, like get to know your professors, talk to them, because that's going to help you down the road, not just with personal issues such as this, but also professionally, it helps just making connections, networking, but talking about mental health and the things that are going on for you is one avenue to do that. Mm -hmm. Build those relationships you'll see a difference. And I think the same applies to getting to know your colleagues, yeah. leadership, yeah. right? Your yeah. bosses, department chairs. When you when you talk about those things, there's a connection that's built. Yeah. And through vulnerability, we can often create stronger relationships and put ourselves in a better situation and a healthier one too. Yeah, totally. Totally. I like that a lot. And we need to have more of that. Yeah. And this would be a, it needs to be a common thing. I have a couple of how-tos here. Uh, do you have any more? No, go right ahead. So we, I've talked to you about this before, um, but one idea, so if I'm, if I'm thinking about the, the balance of family, spouse, and work, mm-hmm. I've talked to you about this before, but I think this applies to this situation. If that's a hard balance, I think one thing we can do or think about <laughs> is to say, I'm not that important. Yeah. Like yeah. ultimately... Like me or whoever in the grand scheme of things in the university, mm-hmm. like the university is going to go on. I'm, right. not, I'm not saying one person is not important. I'm not saying that. Right. But the university is going to go on. If you take a week off, if you take a semester off, uh-huh. the university is going to go on. Right. Like if, if people are struggling with their balance, lean towards family, mm-hmm. lean towards that, lean away from work because it's it's ultimately not that important. Right. And I don't want that to be like cynical or or nihilistic or or, or anything like that, but the university is going to go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's acknowledging if you put work before family, you may lose some family, and that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. But if you if you step away from work and you do it in the right way, and you connect to your bosses and say, "Look, I'm in a tough spot right now. I, I can't do this right yeah. now." Yeah. They can delegate a lot of that work sure. out to yeah. other people. Yeah. But your family, yeah. that's important. Yeah. You need to emphasize your family. And so it's acknowledging if I don't do something for a little bit, that's probably okay. Yeah. Right? If yeah. I have to put off grading for another day, that's okay yeah. if I get to yeah. spend more time with my family. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not that important in the big scheme of things. I think emphasizing that and emphasizing my family is more important to me. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's the that's other side yeah. of that coin. Like if we're talking about I'm not that important err on the side of not that important for work mm-hmm. because erring on the side of not important for family is a lot more detrimental. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I think, yeah, you're exactly right because that, Oh, who was I talking to? I was talking to James Henson and he was saying that being a dad is your first job. Yeah. And a hundred percent, hundred percent. And then your job job is your second or third job, whatever. Right. Right. Um, hundred percent. I cannot agree with that more. Um, and so, yeah, the idea of, I'm ultimately not that important. Mm-hmm. Like the university is going to go on. Whatever university you work for, it's going to go on without yeah. you. Um, even if you just back off a little bit, it's going to go on without you. I, right. There, for me, there's something relieving about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that to be too like cynical or something, but. Yeah. Well, I think it's acknowledging that they're, the pressure for the entire university to keep running doesn't have to be on. No, us it's not one person. As yeah. Faculty, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, I think another way to put it would be I'm not always needed there 100% of the time. Yes, if that's I good. If I don't that's good. do yeah, something, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. If I'm if I'm spending more time with my family, if you have your priorities straight, that's yeah. how it should be, yeah. right? Spending time with your spouse, with your kids, yeah. 
that's important in yeah. the big scheme. Of course, you have to do your job to support your family and do all of that. But in the end, your family, that's that's the biggest yeah, thing. It is. It is. And if, if I have 20 emails that go unanswered at the end of the day, it's okay. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be there in the morning. It's going to go on without me. It's fine. Right. Um, one other thing, one other how-to that I have is I mentioned this. I mentioned this in the, it might've been the imposter syndrome podcast mm-hmm. episode, but the idea of working for yourself yeah, and not for other people, mm-hmm. that's a big one for me. Yeah. Because if, if we're struggling with that balance of being a father, being a spouse and being a faculty member, if we work for other people, mm-hmm. that's where that balance becomes lopsided. Right. If I'm worried about what my dean is going to think, if I'm worried about X, Y, Z, if I'm anxious about X, Y, Z, then we're working for other people. And that right. takes away from, from all the other hats that all the other jobs that we have mm-hmm. being a spouse, being a father. Um, and so, yeah, working for yourself I'm still thinking through that. Yeah. Um, but I've said that a couple of times now. What do, what do you think about that one? Yeah. I think that's good. I think it, and, and a, way, a way that I interpret that is not just working for yourself, but working for what matters to you, right? Yeah, good. So, good. so working yeah. for your for your spouse, for your yeah. family. If that's your goal, I think you'll have your priorities set straight. But if you're if you're constantly working for you know, to impress other people that's, or to yes, look that, a exactly. way, yeah, yeah, exactly. that's a yeah, problem, yeah. right? If I'm, if all I'm worried about, because you're my department chair, right? Yeah. If all of my work was so focused on making sure that Dr. Perez thinks that I'm in good shape, yeah, yeah. that I'm doing my job perfectly, yeah. and then I'm, I'm disregarding my family, that's there's a, a problem yeah, there. Not, yeah, and I have my yeah. priorities out of whack, yeah. right? And so it's, it's emphasizing I'm doing everything that I'm doing for them, for my family. Yeah to make sure that my wife and my, my daughters are going to be set up well and they're going to be healthy and strong and, and everything else will fall into place and I'm still going to do my work, but they come first. Right. And I think if we, if we adopt that mindset, I think it makes it easier to say no. Yeah, I I do. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, gosh, that's super important. That's one of the highlights of this conversation for me. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay. What else, Dane? That's the end of my notes. What else mm-hmm. do you think? Well, I, I think the only other thing that I would, I want to emphasize a little bit more is kind of going off of what you just said, the idea of saying no. So, so for us being in, you know, being MFTs, we also have to worry about a lot of times like doing therapy or doing, like we wear a lot of different hats. Right. Yeah. Um, and for me, there's been a lot of times where I've, I've seen clients like late in the evenings when I didn't always have to, but I did that because I was emphasizing work more. Hmm. And, and lately I've started telling clients I'm only available during these times Awesome, and that's it. And I'm, I've started limiting that. And that was hard for me to do at first, but what I found is people adjust, people will adjust to you as long as you communicate clearly, this is what I'm able to do. And these are the times that I'm available. Yeah. And people will adjust. And I think that that applies to to anyone, whether you're a faculty or a student. If you draw those boundaries, people adjust. Even mm-hmm. if they don't always like it at first, they will adjust if you stand firm as long as, again, you're communicating clearly with them. Mm-hmm. And if you set your priorities straight, people adjust and it will be okay. Because I think people will, will respect, okay, like you have this much time. Okay, I'll work within that. And that's okay. Right. 
Exactly. So what do you think about about that? I, I like it a lot, and and I think that applies to, to 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 all all walks. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to say this. It applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. It should apply to everyone. Right. Whether you're single, uh, male, female, heterosexual, homosexual, that applies to. It should apply to everyone. Right. Um, I I wonder if any one person has an easier time setting those boundaries. Yeah. Because of the pressure that they put on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if that's the case and that's why this conversation is happening, but yes, I think I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And I think that should be the case for absolutely everyone. It right. should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm mindful of, of the different pressures that different people put on themselves. Yeah. And I want that to be the case for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Especially in academia. Cause I acknowledge that students and faculty have so many things that they're balancing. Right. I mean, there was one day as a student when I was here at LCU, where I, I was in intramurals, I was in club, I had classes, I had part-time work that I was doing. I, I did so much. There was literally one day where I I was playing an intramural sport at like 9 p.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I literally passed out during a game <laughs> because I hadn't eaten. I went through the whole day and yeah. I literally forgot to eat yeah. because I was just going from one thing to another. Yeah. And, and so I... I just never gave myself any break yeah. and I passed out and I, I was only out for like two seconds. I woke okay. up and, and I was fine, but my blood sugar was still, yeah, I yeah. just never ate yeah. and I realized, okay, I'm balancing a lot. I need to prioritize just at least time to eat. Right. <laughs> and so, but for faculty too, we're doing research. We're doing a yeah. lot of different things, yeah. but we also have to realize we have to take care of ourselves and in turn we can take care of our families. And exactly. Our jobs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And part of that means saying no. Yeah, Totally. I, being a father is so important. And I'm, I think um, my wife wants to talk uh, uh, on the podcast about the women's experience in academia. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And she's an amazing academic, so she'd be perfect for that. So that might be coming in the next couple of weeks. But cool. But yeah, all this is really good stuff. And again, this is all pertaining to mental health. We want people to balance their their work lives and their, and their home lives. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, we're here for all sorts of answers and conversations. There's more to come. Uh, we're going to do some episodes with our colleagues in social work. Uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a really good conversation too. Um, we're going to talk about uh, compassion fatigue, maybe even um, some educational aspects of how to combat that. So it'll be a really good conversation. Um, Dane, thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was was fun. Yeah. It was a good conversation. It was an important conversation too. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Let's take care of one another and we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 